How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Zoopcast. We are at episode 71. And it's been a while. It's been a while since we had a special guest. We are we are very, very pleased to finally have another guest on the pod. Uh, Ottawa 67's content creator, videographer, Carter Norman is joining the show. Carter, thank you so much for coming on, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me, man. I'm I'm doing good. You know, a little more downtime now that the that the season's over. So yeah, exactly. Fair enough. I guess we'll we'll start right there, Carter. For for people who might not have heard of you or or might not follow your work, uh, maybe you could start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, what uh, what you do, what your job is, and kind of how you got there. Yeah, um, I do basically everything video on social media for the sixty sevens, um, videography, uh, content creation, I guess. Um, like when the guys score a goal, like if Logan Morrison scores a goal, I'll run down to my desk and I'll flip it to my bosses so they can get it on social media. That's kind of like the in-game stuff. I make like the hype videos and stuff like that, like walk-in videos, basically everything video for the 67s. And then I have um, that docu-series kind of on the side, like that's a, a a little project that we're coming out with in the summer. And we'll, we'll talk, we will talk a little bit later on about, about this docu-series um, but maybe right before we, we get into the kind of the, the icebreaker question here, the, do you, you want to tell us maybe a bit about what your career path has been up to this point? Have you worked for some other teams where you, are you fresh out of school? What's kind of going on there? Yeah. So I'm, I'm 20 turning 21. I started doing videography when I was like 15. Um, I like broke my arm playing basketball and then I started like recording our games because I had nothing to do. And then, <laughs> uh, and then I sent that stuff to the Ottawa champions, like the team before the Ottawa Titans. And uh, I I worked like one summer for free for them and just like, you know, just to get my foot in the door. And then I worked like actually for the team the next year. And uh, from that, I met Chris Hoffley and uh, uh, like through some like connections. And then um I was doing work with the Blackjacks and Chris sent me a message one day. He said, Hey, do you want to come out to 67's training camp? Like just for training camp. He was like, just come out for the three days. Like we need a, a videographer. So I went and, you know, I, I worked training camp and I, I guess I did something right because then they called me back for the season. <laughs> and that was, that was last year. And then I was on the team again for, for this season. That's pretty cool. I mean, if anything, you made the best out of, of an unfortunate situation with the injury there. So that's that's great to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it happened, I thought my whole world was ending and that it actually gave me a career path. So and a big shout out to Chris Hoffley, which I don't know if Brandon Mackey's gonna be a big a big fan of shouting him out over uh, <laughs> over that. <laughs> I don't know if Mackey knows if I'm if I'm uh if I'm doing this, so I might I might get some uh some messages from Mackie going, you went on a podcast, you didn't tell me. Oh, it's going to be, dude, it's a Zoomcast rivalry. We, we've had Mackie on 
we've we've had you on i guess we're gonna have to have like chris toffley on or something to complete oh, yeah. the, the trifecta see who's the best yeah mm-hmm. yeah we'll we'll be able to tell he'll be able to corroborate with the palm spring story because we were ended up being on the same flight down and ended up having to make a really close fight i ended up making it and he didn't that was a whole thing back in like february i'd never met him before but we ended up meeting through that it was too funny That's anyway great. um so we do like to ask a little icebreaker to everyone and that is you're fiending for some, it's like midnight. You're feeding some some food. You're going you're going to the kitchen. What are you grabbing? What's your go to midnight snack? PB and J. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Is it like is that a PB and J sandwich or is it just sandwich? Yeah, okay. Because I I don't know. I wouldn't have ruled out like just spoonfuls of peanut butter and spoonfuls of jam. <laughs> I'm just getting getting right I've, in there. Adam, I've, I've never heard of that. Ever. Really? Yeah. No, that's too. I dude. I have I have friends who do that. I thought it was a little oh. weird. Then I tried it. I was like, this is, this is pretty good. It's not too bad. I don't know. I didn't think it was I've bad. Ne- I've never done that, and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> yeah, no. I was going to say, I, I, yeah, you can count me out on that one, too. Yeah. So, okay. hold on. We can dive into the PB&J customization, then, because there is some controversy. So, are you, yeah. are you chunky or smooth peanut butter, and are you strawberry yeah. or raspberry jam? What is your go-to, then? Smooth peanut butter. Yeah, but but it's got to be thick on the bread, like thick peanut yeah. butter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and then strawberry, but without the strawberries, you leave them in the jar. Interesting. Strawberry without the strawberries. Yeah, like the chunks of the strawberries. Like I. Leave oh, those I out. see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you just want like the the, smooth the jam jelly yeah. jelly texture. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Go go right on. That's big. That's good. So. So I'm just trying to compare this, Louis, to, to other answers that we've had because we had Crickshank like the the nuclear Cheetos. So this is yes. probably a bit better than the new than the the big Cheetos there. And then, <laughs> what did someone? What did Mackie say? Was he? Was Mackie loves his popcorn. He said, "I think right. sure he said some buttered popcorn, which hell yeah, yeah, absolutely." So so Carter, I think I think you've got the the healthiest option, dude. Easily. I don't know. Stone has PB and J healthy strawberries and milk, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, Stonehouse had a good one too. I don't know. Yeah. Well, PB and J is healthier than I don't know a bag of buttered popcorn or. I just Cheetos. I think it's like more filling. So like I don't know. Yeah. I like that more. No, it's well, a you good got your call. Pros and cons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good call. <laughs> I agree. Um. Well, now that uh, now that we know you're a big PB and J guy, uh, one thing. Well, we just got a a couple quick ones for you before we dive into some sixty-seven stuff. We we are ascends podcast so you feel obliged to ask this question are you a senators fan if not who is your team and if you are what is like your favorite senators moment that you've uh that resonated with you man uh i'm a sense fan nice Um, we don't have to kick him off that's big (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i i i'm i'm from ottawa so like i'm i'm like whatever team is closest is my, my, my favorite team. Like I'm, I'm really like nice. loyal to like where I am. Um, favorite sends moment. It might like, obviously that run that they had in 2017. Yeah. Um, and probably that pass from Carlson to Hoffman. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. that's probably the prettiest pass I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, that's tough to beat. That's a good answer. That's yeah. well, it's good that we, we got, I, that was going to be real awkward. If you said you were not a sense fan, I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I, I was like, we were going to ask that question no matter what, but I was like, man, I really hope he doesn't say he likes the Leafs or something. That would be, <laughs> I, I don't think anyone who likes the Leafs wants to be on a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a fair point. We, we've had what one Leafs fan on the pod before. 
we should we did <laughs> yeah i think oh, right? oh, we, had, simpson. we had josh simpson on yeah he's probably yeah. not very happy okay. right well, now poor guy no anyway he's, he was he was in i was in a group chat with him yesterday and he was fighting for his life i won't i won't lie it was a tough it was a tough go Poor but, guy, but man. We, we have we have plenty of plenty of time to talk about the Leafs. maybe a little yeah later on yeah exactly so um wait does that mean you're you're going to be watching the uh because i guess we should mention draft lotteries tonight we're recording this on monday may 8th are you going to be watching that then probably not probably <laughs> not i don't know Fair enough <laughs> i i, I enough i'll watch like the games but yeah yeah especially when we don't even have a chance at bedard i mean <laughs> Yeah. Not that Fantilli's, That's... you know, bad, but <laughs> kind of takes a, a bit the hype out when it's when you can't get the first overall yeah. pick. But yeah. uh, anyway, so you mentioned it was a little bit of a of an easier time now, or a little more relaxed now that the uh, unfortunately the team is is out. So what does the off season schedule kind of bring for you? What's your schedule? Um, I mean. It's it's a lot slower. Like I'm I'm just at my house now. Like I go in for like meetings every once in a while, like about um the show. But uh yeah, with with no games going on, there's not much content to be made. Like I'll probably make like a few, I don't know, uh hype videos or like when the schedule gets released, stuff like that. But like I mean, the last week I've barely left my room and I've just been, you know, just working on the show like night and day, like. I go till like I hear the birds chirping in the morning. So it's dedicated to the craft. Yeah. Alrighty. So we can get directly into some 67 stuff, I think, then. So uh let's say you're going in, it's just middle of the season, your usual day. So it's probably sometime during the weekend. What does uh just run us through what a usual game day looks like for you? Uh like a 7 p.m. game, I'll get there at like three three thirty because the guys will start to show up like you'll get a stone house who comes in at like four right <laughs> and you'll get like you know like the keeners because like arrival time is two hours before the game like it's mandated they have to be there for like meetings and stuff so like arrivals are usually like most of the guys come in bunches same cars around like 4 30 but like stony will get there at like four because he he loves getting there early um so yeah i'll get there like three get all my stuff set up uh record the walk-ins and then after i record the walk-ins i'll edit it get it to to rossi who's my boss so rossi is the guy who like posts everything with the 67s um and then after that once i have the walk-ins i'll head into the 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 change room and uh i'll usually start shooting this is where i start shooting for like the show like the behind the scenes access like the guys taping their sticks getting ready whatever um i'll also grab my mics that i put onto the guys chest protectors and uh set those all up I'll, I'll usually do that while the guys are in their meetings because i i don't like the guys to know if they're mic'd up or not i hide it on their chest protector right. actually like that's like i tape it in yeah. behind for for two reasons like one of the reasons is you don't want the wire coming loose during the game um i remember in training camp like i mic'd up vinnie roar and he came to me and he was like, Hey, like, you're going to have to like tape the wire down or something like that. Cause like, it was like touching his back and he didn't like it. Some guys are like particular about it. So one of the reasons is for like, you know, like make the guys comfortable. Like they don't even know the mic is there. And then also to hide it. Cause I don't like the guys like no one. Sometimes they'll come in after like warmups. They'll be like, you sneaky little, <laughs> cause, cause I'll try to like hide it on them. And then, then they notice. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll get the mics on the guys on the chest protectors and then uh, shoot some warm-up content if we throw something out on social media for warm-ups. And then after that, 
um, game time. I mean, in there for Dave's speech, record that, get out there and record the game, get the goals up on social media when we score. And then, uh, you know, if there's like a, if it's a crazy game, like a big moment after the game, like where the guys are like dumping water bottles on the guys, I'll, I'll get that for, uh, for social media. Um, and then, yeah, my night, like there's been some nights where I'm there to like 1231 after a game. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that big comeback against Oshawa in like the last minute. I oh was yeah. Expecting, oh, mm-hmm. we're losing four one. Like I'm just going to, you know, pack up and go home after the game. And then I'm there till one making an edit because we had the craziest comeback in like OHL history. So yeah, not usually that late, but some, some nights, like usually like 11. So three to 11. That, not bad. that was what, was that the game that we ended up winning in a shootout with the, uh... Oh, who was it? Was it Gerwald and Gardner who scored? I think. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, that game was something yep. else. Jeez, like never seen any news like ended that. up going off at the end. Yeah, yeah, I know it was like all the goals late out of nowhere, like from the pits of despair. That it was, it was looking dire yeah. before that. It must be, it must be pretty cool to be able to be at the front lines of all the moments like this. So I guess my. My question to you would be, obviously, you've walked us through your day and it seems like you're super busy. You're always on your feet. You always got something to do. So what would be kind of your favorite individual part of the job if you could isolate it? Being in the room, man. Like, that's what I dreamed of as a kid. Like, everyone, like, wants to, like, be, like, in the locker room and stuff. Like, I used to search up all the behind-the-scenes videos in the NHL just to see what the locker rooms looked like. like yeah. Just, just to see what, like, the player lounges looked like. Just those behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff. So, like, yeah, like, I used to go to 67th game as a kid, and I used to, like, look down the tunnel and, like, see, like, try to see what their locker room looked like. Obviously, I couldn't see anything, but, like, me now, that's probably the the coolest part of it is, like, being back there, like, seeing all, like, the moments that happen behind the scenes, how much work, like, these guys put into their bodies, um, Dave Cameron's speeches. So, yeah, like, <laughs> being behind those closed doors, like, and just seeing, like, everything that goes into it. That's cool. Yeah, the closest I've gotten to that is I just have beer league games at TD play. So I end up, you know, we end up getting the dressing room, but it's, it's yeah. obviously it's nothing. There's no, the same. no, there's no Dave. Yeah. Is he speaking of which, is he like a particularly funny coach? Like have, have you gotten a pretty good amount of, you know, good quotes from him throughout the year? He is hilarious, man. <laughs> Dave Cameron is hilarious. People don't realize it because, you know, he has like this uh, demeanor that you think he's like a mean, scary guy. But as as soon as like he kind of respects you and stuff, he'll he'll joke with you and he'll he'll make he'll make jokes and he'll laugh with you and like loosen up. Um, but if you don't like understand that he's he's funny, sometimes he'll make a joke and you'll be like, "Is is Dave joking or is he mad at me or what's happening?" <laughs> yeah. But he's he's hilarious. There's been some some funny moments this year. I think a lot of Sens fans will appreciate that who are around for for the Dave Cameron years. I think they'll have yeah. some funny images going through their head. Yeah. I mean, I remember one time it was, uh, it was last year and it was right when like COVID like hit and shut down in January. Like there was like no fans allowed and stuff. And I was allowed to shoot the games and I was in the hallway and like, this is before Dave, like really knew me. This is my first year with the team. I wasn't in the room much and stuff. And I was in the hallway and he walked to go give his pregame speech from his coach's room to the locker room. And he looks over and he sees me standing there with the camera, turns back to his assistant coach, Norma, and he goes, is he supposed to be here? And Norma goes, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
and just pushes Dave into the room. So he didn't even know who I was. Um, <laughs> but I'd I'd say we're uh, friends now, I guess. Okay, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a great development. Yeah, I could totally see how like the deadpan humor would just really go right through yeah. people. Oh yeah. Okay, that's good. That's awesome. So, Moving over to the players, are there any were there any specific players out there that were like content machines? Whether they just consistently gave out really good, funny off ice moments or clips or like interactions between guys? Hmm. Well, Matthew Mage is hilarious, but the problem is that we can't post half the stuff that he says. <laughs> like he's hilarious. He's one of the most entertaining guys. Like, if I want to have a good night and laugh, I'm going to put a mic on Matthew Mayich. He's hilarious. Um, but in terms of, like, content, uh, Stoney can give us some good stuff. Um, Becker is always good. Becker's, uh, he's entertaining. Um, he seems really smart, too, from, like, the interviews that we've heard on, like, TSN 1200. Like, wow. So Dave always says, he always jokes that Beck's going to be a coach one day. He goes, you're going to be a real good coach one day, you know. He is <laughs> super smart. He's incredibly smart. Like, he knows the game inside and out. That was that was an excellent Dave Cameron. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've worked on it, man. I've worked I bet you on have. It. Being around him <laughs> so you, much. I, yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, so, obviously, I'm sure, you know, May is hilarious. Uh, and, we, you know, we had Stonehouse on the pod. A few weeks ago, he seems like a great guy. I could totally see how he'd be. He'd be. He'd be a content machine. Um, he was so pumping up Mayich too, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. He was saying he would be like. Like I think we asked him. Oh, I hope I get this right because it's gonna be weird if I get it wrong. But I, we we asked him like, who's like the t- one teammate you would you would take with you on a desert island? And yes. he said Matthew Mayich, and we were like, okay, like instantly. Great. I don't. Yeah, instantly. He didn't even think about it. I don't think we were expecting that answer. This is we this like, is okay. Stony. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're they have like personalities that match. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's funny. We'll have to man. Maybe we'll have to get Matthew Mage on on the pod. He sounds like every sounds like yeah. Oh, I can. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good for a future episode. Um. We'll uh. We'll move on here. The obviously must have been great being around the players, being around the coach, and uh, obviously it was. It didn't really end the right way, but the year as a whole, it was a pretty special year uh, with the stuff that was going on, the games that were played, a lot of cool moments. What would you say, if you had to pin it down to one, what is your favorite moment of this past season? The Peterborough comeback, man. I yeah, We figured, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the one against Oshawa in the regular season, that one, I was like, I was like shocked and I was like, oh my God, I was shaking and stuff. But when we had that comeback against Peterborough, I was just laughing. Like if anyone saw my face, I I put down my camera after we scored the tying goal and I just started laughing. I was like, why why do we do this? Like what why do we just turn it on like that and turn into the most unstoppable team in in the OHL just like that? Like I, I don't know. Like I, I, I couldn't take it seriously because it was just so stupid that it happened again. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was unreal. I remember I so I work at TV place. I, I work guest services and I do merch. And yeah. so I, I'm at the game and I'm, I'm like kind of listening and I'm like half following what's going on. And yeah. Louie, who is there, he's a season ticket holder. He's there all the time. He comes up to me at my merch stand after the second period. And oh. I have never seen this man more depressed, maybe in my entire life. I thought I was going to need to give him a hand. I thought I was going to need to leave work and escort him out of the building. And I'm like, Oh, I know it's tough. Like it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. 
And then that happens. The third period happens. He comes back up. To, he comes back up to the merch stand. He's like, I'm kid in the jumping. candy store. Like, could <laughs> yeah. not believe it. I was like, oh, must have been unbelievable to be able to capture that live. Then I, I remember, yeah, after the second period, I'm sitting there at my desk and like my boss was talking to me. He was like, okay, hey, so we're going to put out a thank you video and like a thank you thing, like for all the fans and stuff, because we're, we're prepared <laughs> to lose. And, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, hey, I guess I'm ready to have time off and, you know, like <laughs> relax a bit. And then they do that. Like, yeah, in, it's inconceivable almost. And then and I thought we were going to do it again. The next night, the next night, almost, Peterborough. almost like I, I thought so. So how did you like, obviously that game was just incredible. Like what, when that happened, what were you like, damn, I got to try to capture like the atmosphere of this somehow. Like what, what was going on in your head? with like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to turn out? Which by the way, that video was incredible. The, yeah, uh, excellent. The, that you excellent. posted afterwards, just yeah, so top tier content. Those are the one of the ones where I'm there to like, 12 one in the morning yeah. like just because it's going out the next morning i have to get it done that night um yeah when it's happening i mean it's an adrenaline rush like i mean i'm just a kid sitting behind a camera but like when you play sports and you get that adrenaline rush that's what it's like like i'm not really thinking i'm just like a fan screaming i'm gonna go point shoot it at them um you know get the guys on the bench going crazy like the shot of like lomo screaming i love that one while he's going by peterborough's bench and he's just like he's letting it all out um yeah i don't know man like it's i guess it's kind of like i i know what I, I what i want in in the shots and in, in the video that i'm going to produce so it's kind of just like going through the motions like get get the shot of the players get the shot of the fans get the shot of dave like yelling at his team um i have a few other cameras set up so i know i'm not like missing anything but uh yeah honestly it's just adrenaline like I, I can't tell you what was going through my mind in that moment because it was all just jumbled it was couldn't even think straight I think I'll say my favorite part of that was and you mentioned the Lomo screen but like at the end I don't know if it like I'm assuming it was you specifically but Luca Pinelli in the huddle at the end of the game just turns to the camera and he was going crazy yeah like chills that was incredible I, I... Yeah, I can't remember what he said. I think he was just like, let's go. But yeah. yeah, like when I'm there, like sometimes like that's the trust with the players too. Like they turn and they see my camera and they they trust me now that they can like show their emotions to it, right? Like if like a broadcast camera was in their face, they're going to be like professional, right? Like they won't, they won't look at it. They won't do anything. Mm. But because like I've built like a relationship with the players, he'll give me that like that moment right there where he's screaming into my camera. Do you, do you ever like kind of think like about when you're in a situation like that and you're, you're capturing all these clips and you're making this, this epic montage and you're thinking back and you're like, man, like these guys that are playing are going to be able to like, look back at this video in like years and years and years and years and like completely relive how like epic of a, like that must be pretty cool to know that you're kind of responsible for that. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's one of the coolest things about making videos is like they, they never go away right like someone yeah. always has that like even when I started when I was 15 like I made videos for like guys who were playing on the champions who like they still repost it to this day like where they had like this special moment like and yeah. and that like that that's special to me because I know they're going to show their kids that and stuff like I was I was talking to Cam Tolney in our exit interviews for like the end of the season and uh I think it was after the interview he was like he was like man do you realize like when this show comes out I'm I'm going to be able to show this to my kids and stuff I was like, 
like it, it like that's when it hits you i'm like oh yeah, my yeah. God. like this is going to be there forever and like these guys are going to be showing their kids like i mean if pavs is in the nhl like in like a few years he might like watch back the show or whatever same with lomo same with boosh you know like it's yeah it's crazy to think about mm-hmm. when you're so when you're like kind of in that moment like it's the game's going on and something crazy is happening how do you try to balance between being a f- kind of a fan and watching it happen and being like, okay, I got to really like try to capture this as much of a, as I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's hard. Cause I'm not really like, I, I have to not be in fan mode. Right. Like you yeah. have to like cancel that out. Like, like when like Peter Bro scores or something, I can't like drop the camera and be like, <laughs> damn it. Can't be like right? a college like, I, goes and Peterborough scores. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I have to like keep capturing like Peterborough celebrating and stuff like that. Like even when we get like eliminated, I just wanted to like curl up in a ball and die. But I have to capture Peterborough celebrating, like our guys like hunched over, like on the verge of tears and stuff. Like, like if, when we score those crazy goals, like I have to try not to like freak out. I mean, the the Lomo goal when they tied it against Peterborough, um, when he was going to the bench, I had to cut out one part of the video because my hands were shaking. Like I was like, about to say, I like don't crazy. know how you keep steady. I yeah, it's ridiculous. Like in those moments, like yeah, there's been a few times where my hands just start shaking, and I have to like breathe for a second and go, oh, don't ruin the shot, like don't ruin it. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, so before we get into this docu series, which has been, we we want to get into this. I've one, we have one more quick one. So the, the obviously this year, so many cool moments. Like we just talked about this Peter Bro thing for like fifteen minutes. Like it was that awesome. So you have these moments like that. You have the highs and lows. So with all that in consideration, like what are you looking forward to the most come next year's hopefully run for this team? Um. Honestly, I'm going to just try to enjoy it a little more, I guess. Like when when this team like got out to its start and like we were first in the OHL all year, I think everyone was so focused on like the run, the playoffs, like we have to win this. Like and after losing in the second round, I'm just I'm like enjoy the journey a little more, like you know, like through the regular season, don't focus on just championship because if it comes, it'll just come. You know what I mean? Like I can't yeah. control it. I'm just the video guy. So just, you know, You're just like, along for the ride. Exactly. So, you know, enjoying uh, seeing the guys develop too, right? Like these guys are kids, right? Like they have a lot to learn um, and watching them develop is like, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like seeing like a guards this year, like taking that step in his game. Like that was, that was huge, like huge to be a part of and watch. So, yeah. It was, it would probably be just seeing the, like, I want to see the guys develop. Like I've really gotten to know them this past year. So watching the guys like take a step in all of their careers will probably be the part that I look forward to the most. And that's the thing I think in hockey is that it, it's it very much is too much focused on championship only. Like there's not enough celebrating. Like even if yeah. a team wins a president's trophy, you should be able to celebrate that. Even if it's yeah. not, even if you lose, I mean, Boston hey, lost it pretty spectacularly, but you know, <laughs> like, you, you want to talk about celebrate dude sense fans the last six years little victories yeah we, we have no big victories in yeah. the last six years and the little vibes have don't... been off the charts they've been yeah. awesome they've been awesome just <laughs> it, just be a fan i yeah. totally agree yeah yeah for sure 
All right. So I guess we'll we'll get into the docu series. So yeah. just going into it quickly, what's what's the format that's going to be presented through, and what can we really expect from from the series coming up? So it's uh it's eight episodes, twenty minutes each. The playoff ones are a little bit longer. Like I'm I'm finishing episode seven up like today, and it's twenty eight minutes long. So those ones are a little bit longer. Um, but it's coming out in July. I won't say the dates or anything, but it's going to be two episodes at a time. So every week you get two episodes, so 40 minutes of uh, of the show. And then the next week you'll get two more, so four weeks of that. And um, man, what you can expect from it, dude, it's everything. Like it's it's everything. Hell yeah. That like nice. no one saw. Like Exclusive, it, it, totally exclusive content. Yeah, like we did put out like a good amount of this the stuff, but like in like that moment, where we like where I put out like the the post game video after the comeback, right? Like you guys were like, oh, that video was great. You guys like that was just like scratching the surface because there's so much. There's mics. There's mics on the bench. There's change room content. There's everything that like wasn't in that video. Um, I mean, it it ranges from in the room sort of stuff. It there's billet houses in it um off days with the players like what they're doing on off days hanging out and stuff bus rides everything so That's when awesome. you pitch when you pitch this kind of project like i because it's a it gets obviously this is a huge project for you to be working on so yeah. how did the players react when you were telling them what was going to be going on and, and same with the coaches like same with dave as well like were, were they were they like receptive to it or did you have to kind of you know kind of persuade them that it was going to be something cool like this um because last year we put out like some episodes but it wasn't really a show it was just kind of like oh like here's a recap on like this week or this month or whatever and it wasn't all access um so when I told the guys like after last year like at the end of last year at our exit interviews I was like I was like, next year is going to be crazy. Like I have plans for next year and all, all the guys were super supportive. And that's what makes nice. it easy for me is like when the players that's are supportive great. of it, it makes, it makes it way easier because they're not, they're comfortable around the camera. You know what I mean? Like when I'm in the, the change room and stuff like that, like there's no like all oh, the cameras here, like put on a front or, you know, try to be different or whatever. They're just themselves around it. So on that side of things, like the guys were super receptive of it. Like they, they love the idea of it because there's, there's nothing like this in the OHL. So they kind of want to be a part of that. If it's going to be like the first like series on the OHL like that. Um, and then the coaching staff, Dave, man, he, he, uh, he didn't get it at first. Right. Like I, I didn't really have like a meeting with him. I didn't really have a meeting with him before the year. I just started like being in the room more, you know, like recording in the players lounge and stuff and like, and mics and stuff like that. I had a conversation with him one time. I was just like, Hey Dave, like, what do you think about, um wearing a mic he goes i'm so loud i don't need a mic i said, <laughs> I said okay dave like and it's, it's actually true like sometimes like i'll have a mic on jack back on the bench and i get amazing stuff from dave because he's so loud but uh <laughs> but yeah like he was like he was like yeah i'm all for that stuff and i was like you're all you're all for getting mic'd up and he was like yeah sure and i was like no, I wouldn't expect this because Dave, like he, he doesn't like cameras. He doesn't like media, you know, like he's like away mm -hmm. from that sort of stuff. So 
yeah, there's there's some audio of Dave uh, on the bench in the series. I, I got him mic'd up for some practices as well where you get some good content there. But uh, yeah, him being receptive of the show, I still don't know if he knows what the show is going to be like about. Like I, I told him at the end of the year, I said, thanks for everything this year. Like, you know, sticking up with me, being in the room and stuff like that. And I was like, I'll, I was like, I'll send the, the docuseries to you when it comes out. And he goes, oh, I'd like that. So I, I guess he knows what I'm doing. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm fired up to hear some Dave. I'm, I'm very, you, you pitched the Dave part real well. And I, and honestly, like this seems like it is going to be awesome. Like I'm very excited for, for this, for this series to come out and, and to see what it's all about. Um, obviously, like you said, so it's in July, you're not, not no spoiler on the dates. So that's, yeah. We'll, we'll keep her in the dark. I like that. Two episodes at a time. I encourage everybody to check out this docu-series when it comes out because it is going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and I mean, before we let you go, Carter, do you have anything else that you want to plug? Maybe your socials, any any channels you're doing right now? Um. Yeah, you can find me on social media, Carter Normand. Um, I'm not doing anything other than... I, I'm actually doing Titans this, this summer, so all the Titans videos will will be my content but right now i'm focused on the the job at hand is and that's getting the uh this series out there and done well we we love to hear that so for anybody who wants to follow more carter's work you can see stuff at the titans obviously he'll be back with the 67s next year and this docu-series coming out in the summer in july it's going to be awesome you guys are we're, we're definitely going to be plugging it when it comes out we'll we'll, we'll be i can't retweets. wait yeah we're, we're fired up um so carter man thank you so much for coming on this was awesome um course, great talking about 67s with you i'm sure we'll have you on again say you can we, we can see what the banter's like with mackie when this episode comes out <laughs> see if there's anything you didn't like but uh yeah. but anyway man thanks thanks so much for coming on it was a blast thanks for having me y'all like I, I really appreciate this all right that is carter norman videographer for the ottawa 67s and i think that's going to do it for us episode 71 of the Zoobcast. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you guys next time. Take care, everybody.